Hello and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are listening to this recording. Hello. <laughs> My name is Ralph Joseph Murrow III, and it is an honor for me to be able to get to share with you today what the Lord has placed upon my heart. A little bit about me. I I got saved in 2006. Um, been preaching since I was 18 years old. When I was after college, I spent three about three years, three or four years as a campus missionary, um, raising up leaders in the college campuses in Chicago and discipling them, you know, sharing the gospel. It was a really awesome time. After that time, um, after the transition, transitioning out uh, from being a campus missionary, I joined the church planting team and we helped plant uh, a church here in Chicago, which was awesomeness. And now, you know, we I'm in a time in my life where uh, growing and learning and understanding my family, which is awesome. I have a, a beautiful uh, two-year-old son and a daughter who will be on the way soon and uh, awesome and an amazing wife. And uh, so it is just an honor and a privilege for me to be able to get to share with you today what the Lord has placed on my heart. So with that said, in light of the current circumstances of our nation, uh, we're in the midst of a pandemic and protests are raging from coast to coast, city to city against ingrained and deep rooted racism, oppression, brutality and injustice. And we can't help but wonder and ask ourselves or seek out what is our part in all of this? What is my part in all of this? I deal with this myself as I have a family and we have a daughter who will be born into all of this. How do I do my part so that by God's grace, my children can grow up in a society where they aren't at risk of maltreatment just because the pigment of their skin has far more melanin than someone else. Psalms 139 verse 12 through 14 says, for you, God formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and that my soul knows it very well. If that is the truth, and God's word truly is, then that means the fact that my son and my daughter has more melanin in their skin is a byproduct of God molding and shaping them in the womb, fearfully and wonderfully creating them. And everything he creates is good and wonderful. And they are his works. And my soul knows it very well. And just as my soul knows very well that you who are listening have gone through the same process of being created, knit together in the womb, which means that you no matter the proportion of melanin in your skin, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So in light of this truth, seeing that God didn't designate supremacy based off of melanin, what is the source, the root issue that, that, that influences and energizes this wickedness of racism, oppression, uh, subjection and the, and the like? I believe the question brings us to our main text today, which is Ephesians chapter six, verses 10 through 17. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord 
and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having shod, uh, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In context, this letter was written to uh, the churches in the region where Ephesus is at by Paul while he was imprisoned. And it was a letter for how the, we, the church, should identify who we are, how the church came to be about, how it must conduct itself and what the church's mission is in, within the larger framework of Christ's cosmic rule. And in chapter six, we see uh, the exhortation to the church. To stand together against a common enemy, which is explained in verse 12 that says our our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and powers, world forces of darkness, spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And if we were to break it down further, seeing these definitions in the Greek, we see definition for rulers in the Greek is the first person or thing in a series or a line of something. The Greek definition for uh, power is talks about uh, the power of authority and influence rule of government. The Greek definition for uh, world forces of darkness talks about the Lord of the world, the prince of this age, the devil and his demons. And lastly, the Greek definition for spiritual forces of wickedness uh, talks about spirits being higher than man, but inferior to God. And what this allows us to know and see is that there is a whole order or ranks and classes of wicked and dark spirits, demons and the devil that try to influence things here on the earth. These are the common enemies that the church must stand together against. These are the entities that we must not forget about in our fight against injustice. These spiritual enemies are the influencers of racism. They are the catalysts for oppression. They are the manipulators for suppression. They are the guides into subjection. They are the voice for brutality and they are united against Christ Jesus and his church and as such. There cannot be one iota of division amongst the body of Christ. The reality is that we are in spiritual warfare against principalities, rulers of darkness and spiritual host wickedness. And at the same time, we must be messengers of the gospel representing Christ here on the earth, having the ministry of reconciliation. So how do we practically do what the Bible says in Proverbs Chapter 39 verses 9 through 10 of speaking out on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all those who are vulnerable and at the same time standing against the schemes of the devil. How do we do that? Well, if we continue on reading in our main text, it says, therefore, in light of the uh, 
in light of our spiritual warfare, in light of knowing who our struggle is truly against. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm, stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having your feet prepared with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which will have which will which will allow you to be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take up the hem of the salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I love it because Paul continues to use this theme of battle and he takes key aspects of what we need as Christians to be able to withstand the enemy and equates it to Roman battle attire. Now, the reasoning for the Roman battle attire is because he was in prison. He was in jail while he was writing this. And it's easy for him to see guards, Roman guards and their equipment and what they wore and make that parallel to how God has equipped us. In the natural, we do what we can and share the gospel and speak out against injustice and be that voice for the voiceless. And at the same time, we must be aware of the spiritual struggle, the spiritual fight, which has influence on the natural. So Paul exhorts us to have the belt of truth, have the breastplate of righteousness and have your feet ready. That comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to those things that we must have, he says, take up the shield of faith, take up the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now, this is awesomeness because I learned something awesome. <laughs> Paul uses the words having and taking in this passage, having the belt of truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, having your feet ready with the gospel of peace and the havings come first. And these are the things that we must have one at all times concerning having truth john 16 and 13 says the holy spirit of truth comes to guide us in all truth concerning having righteousness psalms 106 verses 3 says blessed are they who observe justice who do righteousness all the time concerning having the gospel first peter 3 15 says always be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you about the hope you have but do it with gentleness and respect. These are the aspects of the armor that we need to always have on. We always need to be led by the Holy Spirit, who is the uh, spirit of truth, who guides us in all truth. We need to be righteous at all times through Christ Jesus, because he is the one who makes us righteous. So we're righteous all the time. We need to even practice that all the time. And we need to always be prepared to give an answer for the faith that we have for anyone who may ask. These are the havings that we wear all the time. Now in the parts of our armor that we need to take up, faith, salvation, and God's word, these aspects of the armor vary depending on the, uh, the moment and what it demands. Concerning having faith, Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Concerning salvation, Psalms 37 verses 9, 39 says the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in time of trouble. Concerning having God's word, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 through 17 says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training and righteousness that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. 
The armor of God that we are having to put on represents foundation. These are the these are constant no matter what the situation demands. The truth remains the truth centuries ago as it does now. Having to be righteous applies for you now just as it will apply for you until the day you die. Being righteous through Christ Jesus, that is. And there's only one true gospel and this gospel can be shared in any situation and it's open for anyone. So these are the aspects of our armor that remain constant. The other aspects of our armor are the things that we need to take up and these vary depending on the situation. The Bible says God takes us from faith to faith. So taking up faith, you you may be growing in your faith or you may believe or have an easy time believing that God can provide your financial needs or anything else. But at the same time, lack faith for reconciliation, lack faith for the belief that justice will happen. That's where you need to take up faith and and grow in that faith concerning salvation. It's not the gospel, the, not not the free gift of salvation. But this is in regards to uh, knowing that God is our help in time of trouble. There will be seasons when you're not feeling a discourage or in hardship. But when those times do come, you will need to be reminded of the salvation of God, that he is your refuge, that he is your fortress. And God's word speaks to every situation that we find ourselves in, depending on the times will depend on what scripture we go to. Proverbs 15 verses 13 says a word spoken in due season, how good it is. There is one more thing that is vitally important concerning spiritual warfare, and that's prayer. The very next verse in Ephesians chapter six, verse 18, exhorts us to pray always with prayer and supplication in the spirit. So we take up the full armor of God. We put it on. We we have the things that are our foundation. We take up the things for whatever the situation demands. And that is how we can uh, stand in this time. So to answer the question of how we are to practically speak out on behalf of the voiceless and for the rights of all those who are vulnerable and at the same time stand against the enemy to answer that question. Well, first, we must remember that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against darkness and wicked forces in the heavenly places. And it is with the full armor of God that we stand against the schemes of the devil and then practically use the full armor of God to do justice. Ask the Holy Spirit of truth to guide you in what you are to do. Take up God's word and study what he says about justice or go the extra mile with someone or volunteer. And for the both, the spiritual and the natural, you can pray, pray, pray. Pray and then pray some more and then keep on praying. <laughs> right now, our world is hurting. Our nation is hurting. Cities are hurting. People are hurting. I have experienced this hurt. And it's time for us to be rooted in the truth and righteousness of Christ Jesus. To take up faith, to believe that God's justice will prevail. And during this hardship, he will be our strong tower. Right now, it's time for us to speak a good word to this hurting world and be ready to share the gospel when the opportunity comes. And that gospel is this, that everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's standard. Those wages of sin is death, but God's gift is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
And God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. So if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the day, the dead, you will be saved. And the beautiful thing about this gospel. The beautiful thing about this gospel is that it's for everyone, no matter the pigment of your skin, no matter the proportion of melanin in your body. This gospel is for you. With that, I'm going to pray. Abba, Father, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that we get to live in such a time as this. Even with all the raging God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. For how you made us, O oh God, each and every one. And thank you, Lord, for calling us to yourself. Abba, Father, I pray that you give us wisdom. I pray that you give us understanding. Lead us and guide us in all truth, O oh Lord. And that this time and in this juncture of history give us grace Lord Jesus in knowing what we ought to do Father God I pray Lord Jesus that we will not be divided in this moment judging each other for how we respond to these things but Abba Father I pray that in these moments we be united in our struggle that comes with the territory of being your child, your child. Father, give us the words to say to this hurting world. Give us the words to say to our friends and our families who may be hurting, going through these things, Lord Jesus. And Father, I pray that you help us to place on the full armor of God during this time. Not just this time, but for the rest of our lives going forward. And to always remember, Lord, that this Christian life, we will always have a struggle against the enemy. But you have the victory already and we fight from a place of victory. So, God, we thank you. And, Lord, I pray, God, that we will also see victory here in this earth, Lord Jesus. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray that justice will roll like rivers. That righteousness will flow like streams of oh, Father. So God, we just thank you. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise.